everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Hey y'all, hey, it is Nightmare on Fear Street and we are covering Hellraiser, I'm sorry, we are covering Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Subtitles mean things, y'all. And I am joined by Jazz from Girl That's Scary for this episode. Hi, Jazz. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Jazz is a Hellraiser professional, a Hellraiser professor, a PhD in Hellraiser. How, how are we how are describing this? <laughs> Okay, so first of all, Nightmare Fear Street has a Hellraiser episode for the OG. Most of us have, most people, if you are an avid horror fan, you have watched probably Hellraiser or you have seen Pinhead, a.k.a. Hell Priest. I know that they don't co- no, really call him Pinhead, but I do because I saw him at four. He was Pinhead. He fucked me up. I think I saw Hellraiser 3 first because the CD head man, but... Hellbound is literally a continuation of Hellraiser, where we're following Kirsty, who is the daughter of the main, well, not the main character, because he kind of, you know, they kind of croaks, um, <laughs> but the stepdaughter of Julia, who is the main villain in the second one. She's a villain in the first one, because she she's doing fucked up shit over some sweaty dick, which I cannot believe. It, this movie only got more lubed. Like, it's like somebody gave these kids a can of Crisco and said, leave me alone. And this is what they came back with. Like, these bitches are slippery and red. Look. <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie is some of the wildest shit I've seen. Okay. The first one is wild. But there's way more goop because there's way more... Tra- you see the transformations in different ways. So, this movie, if we talk about the first one, this mattress is bloody-ass mattress, right? I guess I guess the souls live in the blood or whatever. So, you get your ass beat by the Cenobites. And you can be... You can come back if you get enough sacrifices and get rebuilt. Because they tear your ass apart. Literally. You, you're nothing. Like, Frank's face was fucked up. They literally ripped his face with chains. Hell, Jesus wept. I... <laughs> it was it was so gross, and it was so goopy. It was so nasty. But now we got Julia, who Frank tricked. Frank tricked her motherfucking ass, okay? And now she is the Hellraiser person stuck in the fucking mattress. So the mattress is taken... Kirstie, you know they don't believe her. They put her in, you know, a sane asylum, which looks like a boiler room. Like, did did Freddie yeah. run this fucking insane asylum? Like, what is going on here? I was so confused because I'm like, this is Kirstie, but she in her sweating for like the whole movie, like sweating, sweating. Like she just did a routine for fame to get into the school, and she's in like a boiler room. And I was like, I don't like this. Why is she being tortured for telling the truth and <laughs> saving herself? I don't like it, Bruh, I'm like, this doesn't seem. I don't know about this, friends. I don't I don't know. But they're keeping her in there because they feel like she has something to do with this. Like, they don't really know. The dad is clearly missing. She want to get her daddy back. And she's like, he's in hell. And the hell priest came. They're already like, mama, we're just going to sedate you. And we're just going to put your ass back. She looked dirty when she first wake up. Like, she ain't bathed in weeks. I don't know. What the fuck? I'm like, don't y'all even clean people? She what? was in the I'm- same outfit from the first movie. Girl. I'm calling the police. I'm we need to call the authorities. Somebody needs to do a licensing check on here because y'all are clearly mistreating the patients. She's dirty. She waking up screaming like, "Where my daddy at, girl? They took my daddy. I gotta get him back. He ain't even do shit, bro. Frank is a piece of shit." 
let us let us talk about Miss Julia because she was a badass bitch in the first one, and she back in this one with no skin, and so act like she the bitch, like she's like I'm 100 that bitch with no skin, um, because people put bandages on her like she's the original mummy, and she like but you still want this, don't you forget it? And I'm like this is a mood. <laughs> That's so wild. Like she really pulled up with no skin and was still pulling up to the men like what's up? Put a dress on over the bandages and was like. <laughs> Bitch, I'm still getting these looks off. What's up? And the dude was like, yeah, I'm about to put my mouth on this skinless body. But do you know what? She was kissing on a skinless man. I wonder if it's allure. Like, because Frank was skinless. She pulled up. Now she's skinless. This dude pulled up. I'd, I'm sorry. Skin is mandatory for me. Yes. You have to have some. I don't ask for much because we is knee deep in this pandemic and so we all get a little bit thirsty. But I need you to have some skin. Don't come up to me and be like, it is what it is. <laughs> Bruh, it's definitely giving Impedigore. Like, she got the Impedigore curse. And I, I'm like, no. And I mean, this came out far before Impedigore. But still, the fact that you, everything has to sting. Air has to sting. Yeah. I would not be thinking about fucking if I was in pain because I didn't have any skin. And I'm like, is she in pain? Because she's technically kind of dead. Maybe she likes the pain. Because again, like, this is a very kinky franchise. So maybe she's like, ooh, that hurt real good. And that's they talk what she's about like, pain and pleasure. They do. They talk about pain and pleasure a lot. A lot. A lot. And I don't judge anybody. I just want to know more things, Mr. Clive Barker. Um, <laughs> I just want to know more things. <laughs> I need to read this book. I need to see what's going on in the Hellbound Heart. Because... You literally went on a journey from being a regular degular married woman to fucking on somebody, fucking on your husband's brother from the afterlife without skin, right? Sacrificing men to make him whole for him to sacrifice you. Now you in the same situation in the second movie for you to pull this stunt on someone else. You could have just minded your business and stayed married. Right? Right? Or gotten divorced and fucked around. You need to go through all this. Like, there were other options. And you fucking on dead people, bro? I know that. I know it smells crazy in there. I know it smells crazy in there. You got bloody dead people rolling around on your floor and getting it in. Why? Folks? This mattress has to have bed bugs. It has to have bed bugs. It has chains inside of it. It has to have bed bugs. So the first time we got cursing the jank, we get to this mattress who she's like, no, throw the mattress out, please. They live in there. And she's right, but they don't believe her because how that sounds ridiculous. Someone right. is living inside of a mattress. They're not going to believe that. But I mean, I would at least take some caution, cut the bitch open and peek. Right? I, I don't know. But the, man, <laughs> but the doctor who is in charge of like the facility and everything, Chenard, 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 how do you That's say it? Chenard, close enough. Either way, he come through like, oh, look at this configuration. Look at this mattress. You say if I just drop a little blood, right, it'll bet. He gets someone who is deal like mentally disabled and is dealing with like, you know how people think things are crawling on them? Yeah. He pretty, which is terrible. He kind of feeds him the image like you got the stuff crawling on you, got him laying on the mattress and stuff is crawling on him, but it's not real, but he thinks it is. And he gonna give him a blade. So he can cut the shit. Because, you know, if you think you call something crawling, you're nothing crawling, you're going to be scratching off your skin at that point. And he's cutting himself the fuck open. And as he's doing this, Julia is like, yes, Capri Suns for everybody. It comes <laughs> out the fucking mattress like, yeah, got your ass. What's wild to me is the doctor saw all this shit happen and didn't say, wow. I should call the police or the Pope or I should get out of here. So, no, he said, 
this is interesting. Hmm. White men. Do you need another? <laughs> white men. That's white men energy to be like, mm, let me take notes on this. Let me play devil's advocate. I'm like, no, we got things popping out this fucking dirty ass mattress. And the girl that's screaming that seemed real upset. <laughs> Look, I, I ain't got time to investigate. I'm not investigating this. This seems otherworldly. And also, you just watched a bitch pop out the mattress like the fucking confetti cake. You watched a bitch come out the mattress like, remember the Sims, the early Sims, <laughs> where the bitch would come out the cake and it's the same bitch every time. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> then she just leave and pay her little $50 or 100 simoleons and she's like, alright guys, I did my birthday dance. Bye guys. No, and, and they're just like Mondays. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all gonna let this happen? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They let that shit happen. They, he was like, you know what? Not only am I going to keep the mattress, I'm also going to keep the bitch that came out the mattress. I'm going to give her bandages. I'm going to wrap her up. I'm going to put an outfit on her ass. Look, she got Giuseppe's on. She Well, those are not Giuseppe's. She had on her best JCPenney prom yeah. dress. She It was giving. She was serving old Hollywood glamour, but like her back was open. Like, I mean, her skin back, not her dress back. Both were open. Uh, <laughs> but, like, up front, you're like, oh, is she going to walk the red carpet, pretend to be Betty Davis? And you turn that bitch around, and she's like, that's my spine. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Bruh, that dress, it wasn't even giving me Hollywood. It was giving me Dillard's. And I'm a bitch that shopped at Dillard's. I'm not mad that it's Dillard's. It just really felt like you went to Dillard's and pulled this off the rack. It doesn't look terrible. I think Julia's style definitely improved from movie one oh, but yeah. i think because she was like a frumpy what they call frumpy like a housewife and she's not like this frumpy woman it's just they put this hair on her they gave her this gold eyeshadow that this was not, was not she has her. beautiful eyes like she has beautiful yeah. blue piercing blue eyes i'm like girl y'all could have gave her a deep brown and really gave like y'all could have gave her a lift y'all could have gave her not like a facelift but like putting a little brown in the corner yeah. and upward they could have just and i know the 80s had a very different style she what? her makeup looked like a gta jank off by like one of them GTA dancers, the makeup was from brow, literally from brow to fucking eyelash line. Why don't we have more winged villains in horror? Because like that's the easiest thing to do. I don't, I don't do makeup, but like, is a wing not an easy thing to be like? Hi, this villain got some thoughts for you. Well, okay, wings look easy because they take less product. But the thing is, if that hand is shaky or the person. Who is getting the wing? Got watery eyes. Like, listen, you can do the wing, but sometimes you know the wings be cousins and not sisters, and you know one of them got a little more curved than the other one, or one is a little further out, one is real sharp, one a little dull. We don't know. That's why, I'm like, wings can be good, and I think they're simple when you talk about other makeup looks. But as far as drawing them you have to be more precise with them versus like if I throw a little gold on you, it ain't got to be exactly the same. It's, it's got to get the same vibe. Wings can't have the same vibe. They need to be, they need to be related closely. Okay. They could not get, they need to be so closely related that they could not legally get married. That is what wings need to be. They need to be, uh, cause you're looking at the wing. You can't have one that's down here and then one that's up here to your fucking hairline. It's not, it's giving asymmetrical and that's not, I don't think that's what we're going for. Uh, but a wing would have been simpler or the easier way to do the wing instead of doing like liquid taking like a powder like an eyeshadow and just just smudging it up the eyeland yeah. just give a fake wing but not too much mm -hmm. yes and yeah. it, you know but again very heavy 80s and we talk about late 80s in the fashion because i think 
the first one came out was it 87 and the second one was 89 ish something the like that the second one's 88 i think the oh. first one was 85 86 let me look at the first one actually that's a good question because i know this one's 88 because i looked at it today because i was like i'm not gonna find out you're lying to people <laughs> Damn, because I'm like, when the fuck the Hellraiser come out in? Because I know it's 87. It was after- These are back to back. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. I know Hellraiser was 87, but I'm like, so they came out. First of all, production wise, it came out back to back. Granted, the stories are connected, so I feel like it was easier to kind of mm-hmm. get them together. And you also have characters who are coming from one story going into the other, so it wasn't too much to do. Because sometimes they'd be doing sequels with a whole new cast, yeah. and eight months later, and it's like we got this movie, and I'm like, um, friends, <laughs> Halloween three. <laughs> Wait a minute, you talk about uh Season of the Witch. Yeah. <laughs> I love Season of the Witch. But season, yeah, Season of the Witch is completely different. To be fair, I think Season of the Witch probably was supposed to be like the second movie or something. I don't know that, but here's what had happened. I'm a, I'm gonna put Jack Carpenter's business out there. I love him as a person who makes horror movies, mostly Michael Myers. But like <laughs> I'll put his business out there. So what they thought was gonna happen with that franchise was they would do like two movies for Michael Myers and two movies of the season The Witch Bitch and then two uh, movies for something else. And I'm like, you can't you can't make a movie share a banner. You this ain't no anthology. You gotta you gotta commit. You gotta commit. You gotta commit. Yeah. If you're gonna do an anthology, it needs to come out the first one, or they should have did the stories intercutting. You should have yeah. did both of them happen. Like you got Michael Myers beating people ass on one side of town, and then one side of town is selling these fucking masks in the same store that Michael Myers probably got his fucking mask for. So you could have kind of connected it that way, but they didn't. That would have been some are you afraid of the dark shit? And I wouldn't have better than I. But instead, I'm like, so we we just doing different shit now with new people I don't care about? Really, Mr. Carpenter? Really? And he's like, who does Fire and why is she so loud? And I'm like, fuck you, Mr. Carpenter. I'll be back next year. Um- <laughs> Let me tell you something. I ain't gonna hold you. I like Season of the Witch, so I'm not even... Again, I'm someone who likes every single Halloween movie to a point. Even the worst ones... I've seen worse. I've seen worse. I'll tell you, I've seen far miles worse. As a kid, I was going up for Curse of Michael Myers because Paul Rudd was there. So, like, that's where my standards were for the Halloween franchise. Everybody, because that's the one you saw. Because if we're talking about the 90s, you know, the first one, two, three came out before the 90s. So, like, four, five, six, this is the ones where we were children. And those ones are coming on TV. Yeah. Okay, because I think H2O came out what 98 and I saw that in theaters. I was in the theaters as a young Warhol. I don't know, my mom was taking me everywhere because I know that movie was fucking rated R. And I was like, okay, because I was in there, I saw the faculty in theaters as well. I was in that beach. I would love to see that on big screen. Girl, it was Usher. I was had to go. It was Usher. Listen, we went in there, but again, I'm like, okay, the, out of the, the original thought process, maybe I wish he would have just made something else and made a fake anthology and just said they were connected by making them happen in the same place. Like kind of how Stephen King does, they're in the universe. Like yeah. you see pieces or Easter eggs from other movies, but we don't have to make, give it the same title because people, this is not nice. People are very smart. So even if it has the same name and it's a completely different movie, they're going to be like, well, why isn't it the movie that we just saw? But it's clearly a different movie. So I don't understand why you're upset that we don't have Michael Myers in here. I know that you enjoyed him, but it's clearly not the same. And it's not a bad movie. It's just... It's it's just like when you it's like when you are bonded with a musician and you come back for their second CD and then they don't do what they used to do no more. Um, they're like, I don't sing anymore. I'm a, I'm a scat real quick and I'm a dance. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm here for your voice. <laughs> Where your voice at? Who are your friends? Why are they singing over you? <laughs> Undo this. Undo this. You know, like I said, it holds a special part of my heart, okay? 
But, you know, sometimes they be just slapping shit back to back. And it was like, hmm, this one, there were two movies back. Like, you could watch Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2 and without blinking an eye. They're a perfect, like, double feature. Now, Hellraiser 3, you know, you can wait a while. You can still watch it. I, I, I support Hellraiser 3 and I support Hellraiser Bloodline. Yeah, I, t- I said it. Fucking pinhead go to space, bitch. And I support that shit. Yep, he sure do. He's on a ship. He's in the stars, bitch. I love when niggas no, go to space. I should no, I did not know. I should know he went to space because he had more than four movies. Technically, if a movie gets a fourth in the franchise, somebody going to space, either that movie or the one after. And so I should have assumed Pinhead has been to space once or twice because there's so many. But still, I'm just trying to imagine like this fetish ball in the clouds. And I don't know if I want it. It's different because it it it, pan, it goes to space. It gives you like 1800s, 1700s as well. <laughs> then it goes to present day and then it goes to the future back to space. So it's like space, old timey, 90s, back to future where it's space dealing with the final boss. So I, I think they intercut space well because it's not just Hellraiser on a spaceship the whole yeah. time. Although Hellraiser on a spaceship would not be a bad time. If somebody hit the lament finger... On a spaceship, and Hellraiser pulls up. It's almost like Alien. Like instead of you got this big ass xenomorph, you got Hellraiser beating your ass. And I feel like what's so funny is when they come out the jank. Because at the beginning of this movie, you get a flashback of the first movie. Why the the not xenomorphs, but the Cenobites be using regular ass weapons. They got a knife and shit. The house be crumbling on top of them. They just be falling like regular motherfuckers. You could just beat their ass. Is what my what it's what I'm gathering. Oh, you gonna try? But they be throwing chains. So I'm like, how are you using a knife? But you got chains. Are you do? Are you magic or not? Listen, are you magic or are you not magic? You need to answer that right here, right now. Is only the hell priest magic? Like, because they be having to look for people with the regular way, and I'm like. I think so. Because, like, everybody else seemed basic. And then Pinhead's like, I'm the boss. Get in line, bitches. Pinhead's like they Beyonce. And the rest of them are the other members who are no longer with Destiny's Child. Uh, <laughs> these are not Michelle and Kelly. Because I'm like, Michelle and Kelly would never. No. <laughs> Michelle and Kelly. No. They would also have fucking chains, bitch. Right? And their chains would be Alina with Beyonce chains. And they'd be like, ooh, ooh, they're doing a dance routine right? and beating your ass. Right? Right? That's the trio we need to get it down to with this new one. Um, If Miss Jamie Clayton is listening. <laughs> if you got some sidekicks, I can step up with you. That's cute. If not, dance get it. Routine, you still latex. Hey, latex outfits and dance routines. I'm here. Done. Take my money. They're like, we're not making that movie, guys. We're not making that movie. That's not what we're making. It's, I think it's de- secretly what Clyde Barker wants. <laughs> That's why he keeps giving Pinhead backup dancers, but they don't get to dance. <laughs> I mean, anything is going to be better than Rawhead Rex. So, to be fair, I. <laughs> I just every once in a while I think about how this motherfucking girl cousin came up here with a leather vest on and was throwing up people throwing people ketchup around the kitchen. Like you come in here smashing fucking china and shit. What come on, bro? What this is not even demon activities. How do you get summoned from hell and your first thought is I'm gonna pour out all the olive oil in your kitchen? Girl. Sometimes so mad. I didn't mind my own fucking business. And I'll just like remember him leaping out of that giant dildo when we first meet him in that movie. And he's like, ah, and his reverence and his blood. <laughs> and then I can't recover for like an hour. <laughs> I've lost hours to this memory. <laughs> Bruh, the creature design is so wild because again, it's just giving Goro. And I'm like, this motherfucker should be in Mortal Kombat. Like, I don't know, an unlockable character. I don't really. And he has and a Bruh, with the leather vest on, where did you get that from? Right? 
right? He's like Jodeci's little cousin is playing too much on Halloween. <laughs> Jodeci's like, you don't take my fucking vest off. Please. <laughs> you stretching it out and shit. Right. Come on, man. You and then you got it on doing crimes and shit. So now people think it's me. Get your ass in here. But you know, demons love to fuck up your reputation. We talk about that all the time. Listen. Hellraiser don't fuck up your reputation. They just fuck up your fucking body. And Kersey really wants us to get the fuck out of here, but they're not listening. And Julia is just slowly eating people that the doctor keeps giving to her. <laughs> and then she do the same thing Frank do. I betrays just- him. I just love when Kirsty and Julia finally do get to interact because you're waiting for it. You wait for that movie. She's like, I'm the evil queen now and backhands the bitch. And I'm like, wow, this is really your villain era in this <laughs> dress. You're right. Because they don't interact like that in the first movie. And especially because it's kind of strained they, at dinner and shit. But they like, you're not my real mom. You're not my real mom. Uh, <laughs> her mama passed away. So it's like, you know, they're they have this strain and she's older so she don't really feel obligated to be you know buddy buddy with your ass also julia was a little mean so i don't i wouldn't be buddy buddy with her ass neither she put a cigarette out in the house like girl you put cigarette on the floor i don't fuck with no bitch who's gonna hop on some like juicy dead dick and then like ruin her whole life for it what <laughs> let me tell you something your priorities are fucked up your pussy management needs some work it needs your PM, some work your pm is <laughs> You are fucking people from the afterlife with no skin. I want to know what are you going to tell God? What are you telling anybody in the afterlife? I don't even know if Satan is supporting this shit. He like, really? We saw this on the um screen as you were coming down. Tell us about this. I just want to get a therapist. I want her to put on some Lizzo. Because like, baby, how you feeling? If you was like, oh, he back and he dead. Get it, get it. I, that's not where I go when I see dead people. No, it reminds me kind of... A- this is wild. Um, if y'all have seen Masses of Horror, listeners, uh, there's an episode. Um, it would be the original finale. Not the original. It would be the finale for season one, Heckle's Tale. It's currently on Tubi right now because the other joint that was the um, finale got cut from TV because it was too wild. It was too wild. I think it was Takashi Miike did that. And you know, he be wilding. He be wilding. And it was wilding. There's some needlework that fucks you up. But they was like, no, nah, that's too much for TV. But then you're going to play Heckle's Tale and it's a bitch riding zombie dick. No. Like zombie gangbang. It's a zombie jamboree. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm y'all like- y'all didn't cut this from TV, but you cut the... Alright, I see where y'all priorities are. I, just, I, don't, I don't like that we live in a world in which they just want women to ride dick even if they don't make no fucking sense. Um, that's always the goal, it seems. I'm just like, oh, he's dead and he's skinless. Clearly, clearly there's nothing there. But what we want to do, ride it. And we don't have enough about their love story or what they, if they, I, maybe in the book they were really in love and she married the brother because, you know, Frank was doing, because Frank got bitches. Frank is Mr. Bitches. He's fucking bitches everywhere. So it's like he not settling down. So you settle for the brother, but it's not enough. And you kind of salty about it. Um, so it's like now you're in this situation where you got this doctor because all your, Frank is gone. Your husband is gone. You just got this new doctor who you are playing like a fiddle because you're using him and you eat his ass up. But the joke is on you because his ass goes, I like this shit anyway. I like this villain shit. He come through. He got tentacles on his head and shit. He's like, oh, this is the life, bitch. (laughs) That doctor fucked me up. I'm so happy I did not see this as a kid because seeing something with like penis fingers that have like mouths and knives about the penises would have messed up my whole 20s rotation. 
also he wrote in with a giant dick on his head and they kept like trying to cut away and I'm like I know what that is I know what that is and they're like you just see the shaft you just see the shaft it's fine no I've seen a little bit more look but they do a lot of like when it comes to the Cenobites a lot of things that deal with oozing penetration like especially the women always have like an open head or open like y'all always got pussies that are not near where your pussies are usually located like why you got pussy in your throat Listen, that is not the place for it. That is not the place. Well, <laughs> if you are the throat coat, then maybe. <laughs> so Nancy Reagan would have loved it. But like the rest of us. <laughs> I prefer not to have my cootie on my throat. Um, right? Or I my mean, head. I, I like her where she's at in that zip code because like I don't <laughs> I just don't want her that close to everything else I'm doing sometimes. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. It's a lot of going on. Probably a lot of thrusting near the neck. No, thank you. No. I'm okay. I can't be comfortable. I think about Stop. how I wake up with a crook in my neck from sleeping like weirdly on a pillow. And I think about how taking it to the neck would also not feel good. Can you imagine? Bro, you have a, what if you had a crook in your coochie? Like you wake up and it's a crook. <laughs> right. No, your, my your, pussy, your, your pussy neck stiff. Oh, let me just. Ooh, <laughs> Lord. Hold yeah. on. Let me unfurl the lip real quick. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> you somewhere rubbing it like I hate when this happens. <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> you know how you you know your throat be dry. And you make that noise where you're like scratching oh. your throat. It's very annoying, but you're doing oh. it and the sound is coming out the coochie. Oh, and it's like I'm it's childish. opening and closing, and it's like. <laughs> oh my god! People hit play on this and they're like, "Let me force close the app." They're talking about <laughs> pussy necks. Their last episode of any podcast ever because the pussy necks. <laughs> I mean, or our last podcast, we was talking about booty holes. So, I mean, <laughs> same ballpark. Yeah. I mean, tits and blood is very, like, nudity and sex and horror is here. So, if you, y'all you think we was going to talk about coochies, I don't know what to say to you. I don't think we could talk about this franchise without talking about coochies. Like, it's, it's, like, all you see when you look at this is penises and vaginas. And so, like, I don't, you don't even need a therapist. You just need to look at it and be like, oh, I see this. This is what it yeah. is. And the touching, the sensual touching, yeah. the ooh, waste of good suffering. Like the, the way they talk, it's like the way that, oh, we're talking about pain, but we're talking about it in the way of pleasure. So yeah. it's it's no line of where they go. Literally, the second half of this movie looks like the design team wrote down if Jim Henson had a sex dungeon and went with it. So like, where else are we going to go with this movie? <laughs> I love the last part of the movie. I love that it looks like the MC Escher fucking film, and you trying to go film a picture. You trying to go up the stairs, but the stairs lead to a wall. You try to the shit is two D. It's a painting, but you not a painting. And they like because all right, they realize that Julia coming to fuck back to life. This doctor is doing way too fucking much. Kirsty trying to stop her, and then she got not hurt. Well, Kirsty's trying to stop them, both of them. But at this point, we have another person who is like in the hospital. I think her name is Tiffany. And oh, she doesn't yeah. talk much, but she's good as fuck at puzzles. Like her ass could probably slam the fuck out of Sudoku, bitch. She is in <laughs> here like, bitch, I know a puzzle. I love a puzzle. So she would know how to do limit figures. I mean, granted, you didn't need her to do that. Because again, you breathe on the bitch, it's going to move. You touch it, boom, it's going to move. You really, it's not a Rubik's Cube. Nah, nah. It's not. That's one another person. Because I, 
so I'm not mad at Tiffany. I'm not mad at Tiffany. I gotta stress that I'm not mad at Tiffany. But I also feel like we won't let Kirsty just be the final girl, even though she's a badass bitch. So we were like, we need to give her somebody else. I'm like, no, she was thriving. Like the bitch came up with ideas. She's over here showing Peanut who used to be when he had skin. She over here wearing Julia's fucking skin. Like she she gonna survive this shit. And we need to just like put some respect on her name instead of being like put another bitch in there so people don't think that it's just about her. It, it needs to be just about her. Yeah, it could have just been about her. Like, she could have just solved the puzzle. Because that's all Tiffany did was, we were getting her out of this place because she doesn't need to be in this asylum where they have, these. Uh, most of the people don't need to, no one actually no. needs to be in this place. They are putting people on mattresses and bringing back hmm. fucking Cenobite people. No, This piece needs to be shut down. We need to put yellow right. tape around this building. How are you going to heal when they summon in demons from the underworld? in the room with you that is not where i want to go to get well you can't get well how are you gonna get well in that environment how are you gonna get well in that environment you minding your business all you hear is we have such sites to show you bitch i'm right. trying to eat my popcorn what are, i'm over here minding my business i'm about to get out on good behavior and you are over here doing the fucking most Listen. transfer me transfer me <laughs> i would i would i would kill somebody just for them to put me in prison away from these motherfuckers fuck right. that I don't want I don't want I don't want fetish demons popping off in my therapy sessions. I just it's not a cool place and they seem fine with it. Again, when it started happening, like Mondays, you know. I'm like, no, no. it's not Mondays. It's, this is no. this is a you problem. Yes, it's Monday night, you mind your business. All you hear is some of the teeth tickling your feet and shit. Like, <laughs> how'd you get in here? Right? Who let you get in? out? Get, I didn't I didn't touch the fucking box. Right? Go get their ass. Go get the doctor. Shit. <laughs> Leave me alone. But he literally takes over. And what's so funny is you think, because you think Pinhead and this hell priest is a badass person. And I mean, Pinhead has shown us to be like a badass motherfucker until you got this doctor coming here and beating everybody with penis fingers. I don't understand. He was just shooting the penises, penis worms, and they got Nazis stabbing people up. He got the chains ripping, literally ripping everyone apart. And you learn that these hell priests and these people were not, they, they weren't just demons. They were people first. And you yeah. learn the origin story out of all of them, which is wild because the Chatterer ended up being a fucking child. They, that mother, they fix his ass and it's a fucking kid spinning around. How the fuck did that happen to him? Did he touch the fucking box? That's when I was like, this is too far. Because again, this is a fucking weird sexual fever dream. I don't want no kids in here. I was like, we're going too far. We're going to put the chatter back in the box. Um, The adults, y'all can stay. <laughs> but this is too much. Because again, these are leather bound bitches out here doing no good with penis fingers and penis heads and vagina necks. And so like, I, I, I need this to stay there for the adults. Mm-mm. Listen, they all turned to this like they all got their ass beat. And then... How you think Frank dead? Frank not dead. I mean, he's dead, but she kills him. Kirsty kills him as he deserves. Right. Because he was like, I was pretending to be your dad, which I don't even understand the first movie, how you didn't see that line of blood around his fucking mouth. And he was talking all crazy. He was all sweat this shit. That's not your daddy. He was bleeding from the forehead. Like he had just like whacked his head on a chainsaw. And she was like, this is fine. And I'm like, this is not fine. Also, your daddy is sound different now. Don't you notice this, Christy? Like, I know y'all ain't like hanging out every day, but he's speaking like a different man. Maybe yeah, a man talk- you know. <laughs> he's talking to you a little, a little wild. A little wild. Also, I would have seen that cut. And I would have touched it a little bit. That face would have flowed right. Would have rolled off like a fruit roll up. <laughs> like, you ain't got no skin under there. <laughs> It would have failed so quickly. It would have been like beat my patience to the ground. <laughs> it would have just been like, <laughs> I 
<laughs> and it's so fucked up because Kirstie did all this to try to get her fucking daddy out of hell. And her daddy, you can't get him back. He's gone. And Frank is like, bitch, it was me, Big Daddy Frank. I was like, girl. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that poor man, though? Because he's in his house with his wife thinking they married. And she's fucking his dead brother in the attic. Well, he ain't got no skin, so you know he's staying in shit that they're trying to like give you purpose. <laughs> and then on top of that, they kill you and you go to hell. And you didn't get to have sex with nobody. Because one time you tried it, she was like, I can't bear it. And then <laughs> your brother went to the closet and I almost killed you. So like... Eating a rat. Host. Like skidding a rat like a fucking apple. I... This movie, you know, there's a lot of movies that stink um, smell-wise. I feel like this movie definitely smells like pennies mm-hmm. and lube. It smells like iron heavily. It also probably smells like booty holes a little oh, bit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't smell as bad as Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all Never. those people are alive, which is wild. Um, <laughs> these people came from hell and they still don't smell as bad as a Sawyer's girl. I don't know what's going on. Listen, Texas is a whole different place. It's a whole other circle of hell. I was there for three years. Um, I would much rather go down with the Cenobites and see what happened. Yeah, I'd <laughs> rather eat a denim jacket. I'd rather eat a denim jacket Listen. than go live in Texas. Um, although now it's too fucking hot. It's too fucking hot. I can't. Mm. It's already hot over here. If mm. anything, I might have to take my ass somewhere where it fucking snow and just get me some snow shit. And Listen, get a job while I work from the fuck home. It's for the best. It's for the best. Because Texas is hotter than hell by like 10 degrees. Um, I I never knew peace there. <laughs> never knew peace all year. Because they're like, oh, it's down to 50 degrees. I'm like, is it? Or is it really 65? And you're lying, Judith. Because I'm still sweating and wearing shorts. I don't even it, wear shorts. But it was so fucking hot in Texas. I learned how to live in them. It, it, it feels like motherfucking 65, although it's 50. Because it'd be humid and hot. I don't know how humidity works because I know I went to Cali and Cali wasn't hot. Like, it's hot, but it's not humid. Mm. I feel like Texas might be a little humid. Texas is humid, bitch, because, like, I, I had just spent the summer in Santa Fe, New Mexico before I went to that grad school. And um, New Mexico is a dry heat. So you're always hot, but there's no sweat. So you're just like, because you're used to rubbing sweat, but it's not there. So you feel like you've lost your fucking mind. And then you go into Texas, and Texas is like, hey, let me hit my armpits up real quick. And you're like, oh, no. Stop telling people what's going on. Oh. You sweating aggressively. I stepped outside for like an hour or two. Man, when I tell you sweat was coming down my back. I don't want to live like that no more. I don't no. want to live like that no more. Never again. Mm-mm. About to go to Alaska or some shit. But they ain't got enough, you know, hair stores over there, so I can't go. No. I might have to. Mm, I don't know where I'm going to have to go, but somewhere. Not Iowa, but somewhere. Nah, I'll figure nah, it nah, out. Nah. Mm. You see children of the corn. Don't go to Iowa. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I wouldn't make it there. I'm an adult. They will kill me immediately. Ezekiel would step out your first day and you'd be like, I've gone too far. Oh, Nanda. <laughs> Bruh. The, everybody's outlined it. I, I wonder what would happen if the hell priest pulled up on the children in the corn? Like, what's good? Are they about to have a fight with the in it, that entity versus fucking the It'd be like the warriors, but with <laughs> these two franchises and I'm living. I want that. I do, but I don't know what that story is going to be because those newer Children of the Corn movies I don't think are very good. But I've not seen well, any of the newer ones. I know I've seen one through three at minimum, mm-hmm. but the first one is the only one I've rewatched recently. I don't know what the fuck even happens in the second Children of the Corn, baby. I don't know what's going on in the movies. So I know I saw two of them as a child. I don't know which two because people never gave me the right number is what I found out. And I'm salty about mm-hmm. it. Um, but I, I watched the first one for the first time as an adult. What, last year with you or was it this year? One of these years. One Sometime. Yeah. We watched it. 
Because I was like, I don't remember any of this shit at all. So then I watched those last two as a child. Because like I was like, Linda Hamilton is here. She's here. There's a whole sub story. Not in the corn. What has happened? Yeah, there was this child. They was going to doctor school or something. They, you know, I don't know. That's why I'm like, what the fuck happened in those second and third movies? Because I, they used to come on TV all the time. So I know I seen them, but girl, I can't tell you what the fuck that plot is. I can't tell you what the fuck that plot is. If you were a child in the 90s and you ever had any sort of cable at any time in your life, there was at least four Stephen Kings in heavy rotation. Um, Children of the Corn, one of the numbers. Don't don't even matter. Um, Salem's Lot. <laughs> we're definitely the two that were forever and always on. And if oh. you got fed to a satellite dish and had sci-fi before they spelled it differently, you also was watching The Stand on repeat forever. I still have not seen The Stand. That is one of the only Stephen King joints I have not seen. I would pay good money for you to see that. Um, I like the book better as usual. Uncle Stephen is still problematic, so the N-word is thrown around in a lot of creative ways. Um, <laughs> and we also have a character who's on the spectrum, and you know Uncle Stephen don't handle things well. But the original miniseries, I feel, is one of the better adaptations of his work I've seen. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it didn't have ABC's budget. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the best as far as like a through line and navigating all these characters. I really, really liked the book before I was like, can I not be called the N-word whenever I pick up a book? I don't think it's in the cards for us, friend. I don't, not if we're reading that guy's book. I mean, I'm gonna still read them, but also I'm gonna just cringe. Yeah. When I read those parts, yeah, no, Stephen King was definitely playing on the TV screen. That's how I seen Pet Cemetery, yes, and a lot of other of the shenanigans Linda that Lear. came from Langoliers is a movie. <laughs> it it's feels, a movie. I think the Langoliers is why I don't do hard drugs because I saw that shit as a child. Like I don't ever want these kind of images ever again. <laughs> Bruh. Because what the fuck? Like, what kind of fucking tiny mouth creatures? There's nothing but re- tiny mouths with teeth beating my... I, you know what? Listen, I hope I stay awake on that plane. Take me. Take <laughs> me, bruh. Take me. <laughs> That's how I feel about Hellraiser. Bruh, no. Take me to the king. I'm not going to be tortured for an eternity. No. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. I, I believe in getting it done in the first location. Um, that's how I was raised in the 90s. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to keep doing this. Because Kirsty, she, and what's wild is, again, she got tricked to do this shit again. She could have lived her life and never encountered any more Cenobites. I think I would have lived my life without counting any more Cenobites. But she's like, I saved my dad. She's a good daughter. Because let me tell you something. My daddy, I'm like, damn, my daddy did. I guess I can't go back and get him. I guess that's it. Listen. <laughs> I I don't know who, for whom um, I would even consider doing all this shit for, for a second time. Because again, the first time was a lot and I, I'm locked up in a weird institution with a bloody mattress and people calling out of it, rolling around on the floor, trying to like get at me again. So I'm going I'm to mind my own fucking business. That's what she I'm going to do. a fucking pterodactyl demon at the end of the first movie. I don't give a fuck what happened to anybody. Anybody who's dead it's dead. It's like the zombie apocalypse. Right. If you get lost and bit, I'm not going back for you. And I expect y'all to leave me as well. If I, I mean, I left, you know, I got bit. Don't come back for me. No, I'm a zombie. If we ever get to meet up in person as a squad and a pterodactyl demon hop out, we know it wasn't it's what it was. We all cared about each other. Good luck. May the odds forever be in all of our favors. Yes, we gonna meet back up at Zaxby's or cookout. <laughs> 
I don't know. Whoever don't make it by six, we just gonna assume the worst. We're gonna see you tweeting or nothing. I don't know, man, because I'm not going back. I'm not going back to the fucking pit. I'm not going, I'm not touching the limit. I'm not touching the box. I ain't touching shit. Man, this bitch to look cursy to pulled up the information was like, look, you was real people. Okay, you could beat his ass. He was a real person and he turned into you. You can whoop his ass. You don't even have to. And they got all got their ass beat. You are everybody ass beat and you had to be the one. And then you had to do the same thing that Frank did. You had to pretty much put somebody else's skin on and her ass pretend to be Julia. You trying to grab the hand and the hand slip it down because you wear a fucking thick ass skin. How'd you step into that? Also, Thank are y'all you. the same height? Thank you. Because I was like, when she put her skin on, did I miss something? Because we, the 80s had this nasty habit of just doing shit. It'd be like, people would go with us. But I'm like, um... She was over there, and now she in her, and now saw the skin coming off like an old glove. <laughs> just, I got questions. Can somebody answer them, please, and help? Because I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. I literally just watched Aquarium of the Dead. I will go with anything, okay? If it's fun enough, if it takes it there, if it's, especially if it's a dumb idea, but it takes it far enough. Because I saw zombie fucking starfish in that movie. Listen, it takes it far. So I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll go. I'll suspend my disbelief for this. Just like with face off, it gives face off. You just go switch. Y'all are not the same size. You don't have the same voice. None of that. How are y'all the same person now? Right, right. It's funny you brought up face off because, like, when the storm took us out for a second, I opened my phone and John Travolta was talking about Living Newton John because she passed away today. So if you saw Grease, she was Sandy. Oh, well, I mean, uh, Kathleen will be upset about this, but I probably would have gone my whole life without even. I've seen Grease, but y'all know how I feel about musicals. I can stand never to watch another one again. Grease is one of the sneaky ones that got me as a child. Before I was like, I hate musicals, and so I'm like, oh yeah, you're the one that I want. But I don't, I don't fuck with musicals as a rule. Like it's, it's an outlier. Like don't come for me. It don't be like, oh, she likes musicals. There's like five that I I can listen to. And most of them, it's because, like, the bitches look right. Like, Chicago, I love the music. It's a bad stage play. Great movie. Great movie. I like I like Cabaret, obviously, but also, like, they deal with Holocaust shit while you give it a Sally Bowles. And she she is the moment. Sally Bowles is the moment. Fight with your mothers. And Best Little Horrors in Texas, because Dolly Parton is a madam. Done. I feel like I've seen that one. I feel like that was just the girls in the house, and they was doing stuff. I don't remember that, but I remember kind of seeing part of it. Yeah. I could watch that. Um, Chicago is one of the best. Um, Sweeney Todd. I don't go up for Johnny Depp, but Sweeney Todd is a good-ass time. I'm trying to rewatch it because Jamie Campbell Bower is in it, and he was in this new season Stranger Things. He's this tiny, blonde British boy whose voice don't make no fucking sense. And I'm like, I, like I know sir. who you're talking about. Yeah. Yep, I feel like he's him. the one. He's like five pounds, and he's like, oh, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? I wonder if he's the one singing Joanna. Joanna. Yes. Yes. How do you miss him? Because it's all—it's only a set of amount of people in there, yeah. and there's only like one blonde boy in the movie that we yeah. even care about. So I knew exactly. I don't know his name, but I knew who you were talking about immediately. He's been everywhere. He's like a fucking voice and like a Thomas the Train shit for children. He he is, I don't want to ruin Stranger Things people, but he gets to do some vocal work there. And I was like, oh, this is not his voice. Like, it's mostly me. And I'm like, good sir, you are five pounds. Show me, show me where it's coming from. <laughs> so I'm fascinated with his mouth right now. Um, 
That's what she said. <laughs> um, but yeah, as yep, well, okay, I support that. I think this is gonna sound silly coming from me, but singing in the rain. I watched that in high school and I had not really seen a lot of musicals and they showed me singing in the rain. I'm like, I kind of like this. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm having a good time. I don't know. It's cute. It's cute. Especially when we talk about the talkies. The walk and talk like that. I was like, I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. I don't care. That and Mary Poppins. Although Mary Poppins is a musical, but there's like, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. I, I think Mary Poppins informed a lot about some of my favorite villains who I've seen in sci-fi. Cause like if you if you do Doctor Who like I do, there's a character named Missy who is basically Mary Poppins, and Mary Poppins was a dark ass bitch. So Missy's like, I'm here to kill the doctor, pulling shit out of places, like running around with her umbrella, causing chaos. And the doctor's like, I gotta catch this bitch. She's my enemy. And she's like, Yeah, I am. Ha ha. And I'm like, Yeah, get him, get him, get him. Oh, who's out of my own? Like, okay. <laughs> See, and this is why I got to watch Doctor Who because I have not seen a single episode, but my homegirl, uh, who I was in college with, she used to watch Doctor Who all the time. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. But I'm just not, I don't know. I'm just not doing it. So, like, definitely starting with New Who, um, you're a finisher like me, so I don't know who's going to be your doctor. Because, like, Eggleston gets a season, and after I finish a season, I really appreciated him. Because he's very, he's very, very sarcastic. And so, like, when you first watching it, because it's British sarcasm, you're like, oh, oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then he goes into David Tennant's era. And David Tennant's David Tennant. So we're all like, yeah, he can do whatever he wants to do. I don't, I don't know who that is. You, I'm trying to think. He was in the, he was in the Friday Night remake. He was the rock star dude. I'm going to just look up that guy. Because yeah. y'all, y'all know, y'all be saying people name. And I'll be like, no. who, who is that? Who that's, is that? And I'm like, oh, I've seen him before. Right? That's the closest I've seen to um, him and Orb. Oh, I see. Okay. I have never seen him before outside. I, and I saw the Fright Night, but I don't remember the rock star dude. I remember the dude who plays the boy and Tony Collette and um, who was the dad? The, not the dad. Who was the hot vampire? Colin Farrell. Yeah, it was Colin Farrell. I had the biggest crush on Colin Farrell. It's like the movie off forever, and I finally watched it, I think, last year, the year before. Because I've seen Colin Farrell do a lot of shit. Because I had a crush on him as a child. And he's like, I'm bullseye. And I'm like, don't do this. If Ben Affleck is here, it's not going to be good. And he's like, I already signed it. And I'm like, you should have talked to me, baby. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's fine. We're, we're good now. He's but a yeah. wild boy. Killing of the, sacred, the killing of the sacred deer. I got to see that one. He, I, he is He's questionable. In that movie, but it's he's acting questionable because I also saw him in The Gentleman with like uh, who's in that movie? It's not Brad Pitt. It's somebody else who's hot, a bunch of hot men, people from like um, and Sons of Anarchy and shit like that, oh, and they're gangsters. Yeah, but they're very rich gangsters, so they don't do the same bullshit. And I'm like, I support this. I am in this era where I want to see hot men in movies who can act. Um, and if they can do that, then I'm I'm probably gonna give the movie at least two stars. Okay. That's cool. Maybe not more than that, but I'm gonna be like a star for the hotness and a star for the talent. And if we can get okay. some hot and some costumes going, we can go up. We can go up. I mean, it really don't take much. It don't take much. We just need some basic ingredients, you know. Do they have skin? Starting point. <laughs> Julia don't. She, don't. she she got her skin and got that bitch snatched off. Now she people wearing her fucking skin like a goddamn bodysuit. I. <laughs> You'd have gotten a skin like a leotard and this bitch. Let me just snap it at the bottom. Click. <laughs> Not as snapping at the coochie lip. Click. Click. <laughs> when it slid off like an opera glove, I was like, oh no. Oh no. 
And I'm like, also, why would you grab her hand with the skin on? If Julia's not a threat and the other girl's gone, why don't you just say, girl, it's me here? Right. Or like, cause, but she probably didn't know that the hand was going to slide like a fucking glove, but. Being all cryptic and shit. It's like, Kirsty, why you gonna let me down this one time? Because you was doing all the right things and now you're like, oh. They can't do everything right. If they do everything right, we don't have a movie. Listen, and Kirsty definitely was like, I'm gonna fuck this up for everybody. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Let us let us get into our hot takes. Um, Jazz, as our resident Hellraiser expert, what is your hot take? Okay, a few hot takes. Um, I think that Julia's outfits are not cute. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a hot take because bitches go up for Julia. I like Julia, especially in the second movie. I don't like what the fuck she be doing or her motives. But they could have dressed her better and it really upsets me that they put these whack-ass outfits on her because they, there's so many popping outfits they could have put on her and she would have been real fucking cute. Hairstyles yeah. they could have gave her because her hair was popping in movie two. Movie Listen. one, I don't know what was going on, but movie That's two? Mm, I was like, yes, girl, yes, girl. Outfits not popping, one. Two, I would never sacrifice anything for Frank. Why would you do that? That sounds like a poor fucking choice. Three, I kind of like the idea that the hell priests were never human, but I mean, it gives them humanity, but I, I mean, okay, they're human. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need it. I, and, I, and it's kind of weird because when you go into later movies, cause I've seen all 10 Hellraiser movies. Um, I do want y'all to know that Chrissy comes back in one of them. And it's actually a decent plot. Once you get to what happens with her, but when we get to other stuff, Mm, the movies go downhill so what I will say this movie is one of the top like next to one it's very close to one where it's one of the best Hellraiser movies out of the out of ten of them it's top two it's top fucking two I don't know if that's a hot take because most people really bang with those anyway but the Hellraiser Hellraiser is a franchise out of ten movies five of them are serviceable five of them are watchable those are good numbers five are watchable the other five are, hmm, they're movies. They're movies. But I also think that Chrissy's a pretty all right final girl. I think all right. People be giving her like, wow, she's such a badass. And I'm like, she is no um, Sydney. Sorry. She's not Sydney. Although she did figure out the trap and stuff. I do. Because let me tell you, I would have died in her place. I would have absolutely, I wouldn't have made it. I mean, honestly, if Ghostface whooping my ass, I think I would have died too in a lot of these situations. Listen. Anyway, but I do think, yeah, I do think that she's an okay final girl. She is okay. I think, and I think that's a hot take because people are like, yeah, they put her up at the top. And I'm like, she's all right. In the first one, I think I liked her more as a final girl. In this one, I, I think they gave her more to do, but for some reason, I didn't like her as much in this one. But I think if I were to sit down and look at, like, my final girls, she's probably in the top 15-ish. Yeah, I give her. I might give her top. I don't know. I've seen a lot of really popping movies as of recent that oh, yeah. she would just be over, like, we're thinking ready or right. not. We just watched Aaron, you're next, whooping her ass. Like, there's plenty of people now. To be fair, she did outsmart them, but also that's a trick that she saw. Someone else was wearing her daddy's skin, so she decided to pick up the same trick and wear the skin. I'm not going to say that's not smart. It don't make no fucking sense because, girl, how you fitting in this body? But okay, I'll give you that. But again, she's an okay final girl. I think Hellraiser itself is a popping franchise. The idea of you twisting a box and a motherfucker from hell come and beat your ass 
who looks the way they look with leather outfits on that they might have got from Hot Topic, maybe or not, or Dolls Kill. I don't know. I don't shop there anymore. <laughs> but I I think that she's a mid that's rude to say, kind of a middling. When we talk about the top final girls, I've put her towards the middle over the top. I mean, I would definitely put like Sydney and Lori and Ripley above her. And we just got Scream 5, and so like four bitches just live, so that's also cool. <laughs> and there's a lot of one-off movies where the final girl does so, like I said, Aaron from Your Next does so fucking much. She's beating everybody's ass. Ghostface wouldn't have been able to beat Aaron ass. No. I'm telling y'all off rip. If Ghostface, most of the movies have two killers. She took out like three niggas by herself, and they were all plotting against her. She would have whooped everybody ass. I'm like, I don't know. I'm taking Aaron with me. If we talk about final, Aaron can come. Sydney can come. I think we need a final girl bracket. I think we need that. I think we need that. I think that this is a thing we should do before this drops um, early next month. Um, <laughs> I think that we could do this. We might be able to, you know, we could consider it. You know, it's going to be some fights because people are going to pick the popular final girls over the useful final girls. And I'm going to have to literally lay out the bullet points. Mama put nails in wood pieces and put them by the window. Mama jacked up a fucking axe near the door to chop people coming in. She shot a gun. She fixed some wounds. Like, even um, Ready or Not, what is her name? Grace. Grace got shot in the hand, crawled up, smacked a child, or punched a child out. Mm -hmm. Like, she she, she, in a she wedding did dress. a lot. In a she wedding dress. And Chuck's. This iconic. I want that outfit. Why not Halloween? I'm going to do that. But I'm going to probably do it the second year because the first year I'm wearing that dress as Tiffany from Chucky. Yes. Because I will not buy a wedding dress and not be Tiffany. <laughs> I know Tiffany's not a final girl. She's just a murderous girl and I love her. Um, she be living though. And sometimes it's complicated. <laughs> Look, murder is a problem, okay? We all have slip-ups. Now we all have slip-ups. I was like... <laughs> Because y'all know that ties into my favorite scene of Chucky of all the well, well, well. And Red Man just pop out the closet like, uh. <laughs> she really killed Red Man. He should have been talking shit. Right? Right? She was like, you ain't Method Man. You can catch this real quick. <laughs> Not you ain't Method Man. I don't know. I would let Method Man get away with murder. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. He is aging like the best wine. I'd be like, he talked flick to me on Saturdays and I'm gonna deal with it someday. I'm gonna deal with it. But <laughs> so did you see his face? Did you see him? Right? Did you see him? He was passionate about whatever he said to me. What? <laughs> Listen, that have man's seen, married. Have you huh? seen Man vs. the Bronx? I still have not seen that movie. Jazz, you gotta see that. He All right. That movie, and he is the hottest fucking priest. Okay. Oh wait, that that you said Beth Man was the. All right, you sold me. I'm gonna watch for the end this week. Go That's on. Like, I keep forgetting he's in there, so I'm like, I'll watch. You know, I'm not a big vampire fan anyway, so I'm like, eh, I'll get around to it. I think, I think you'll like this one. It's it's definitely like a, it's a horror comedy, but it's written by brown people, so like most of the issues are already not on the table. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. What about you? What's your hot take? Um, my hot take is I agree with Tag of the Queer Wolves that the priest or the hell priest is a cooler name than Pinhead. It's a simple hot take, but I okay. think that Hell Priest is cooler than Pinhead because Pinhead is not, it does not sound scary on paper. If you don't know who Pinhead is, you're like, oh yeah. But if you hear Hell Priest, you're like, I get my life together. I can't be here no more. Yes. I, I know that. It does sound better. It's just, you know, as a four year old, I could not conjure up Hell Priest. Mm -mm. This motherfucker got pins in his head. He is pinned. 
No, because like what happened was, <laughs> and they, didn't, just, they don't say the name, so that people just gave him a name. You cannot yeah. give people the creativity to name your person. You cannot. Because now Clive Barker over here pounding with his arms crossed, being like, "I called him the priest in my book, but not in your movie." Bro, you should have said, uh, you should have had him, and his voice is iconic. He could have said, we are the hell priest. You called us, we came. That would have been perfect. Because now we know that they are the hell priest. Because none of them have specific names. We've made a chatterer. Somebody, what the fuck the Trek called the fucking one with the glasses? He gave him a whole ass name. Was it Kevin? I don't remember. It was a random fucking name. Yeah, three middle names. He's a serial killer. All of my first names. <laughs> They gave his whole legal name, and I was like, "Ooh, buddy!" <laughs> yeah, just giving him names and shit, just calling him shit, just making up names. If you want us to call your character something, you need to establish it because the readers will do, or the watchers will do whatever the fuck they want to do with your character. If you don't be like, actually, the character is this, this, and this, because they're gonna argue. They're gonna if you don't make it clear, they're gonna fucking argue. And I, I again, if I had known Hell Priest. I would have called his ass that because that is fucking scary because I'm afraid of hell. And I also think that someone said this like horror is better in America if you are Christian yep. because the, the the devil is so much like a villain often. If you are not Christian and you're not afraid of the devil, it takes a lot of the fear away, the innate fear that you have. Although they don't bring up the Bible or nothing, no church or nothing like that. They talk about hell a lot. And one of the reasons as a child I was afraid to go to hell because I thought if I was bad, I was going to go down and it was going to be this motherfucker waiting for me to beat my ass. And I couldn't have that. I was going to do whatever they said to do because I'm not going down there with him. I'm telling the truth. I'm opening doors for elderly people. I am getting my shit together because I don't want to be seeing pinheads. Doing all the chores. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Yes, Right? It's my bedtime. Let me go ahead and hit that. <laughs> Let me close my eyeballs. Let me close my eyeballs. I ain't doing nothing. Right? If you keep your eyes open at night, he'll come for you. <laughs> me me close. No. no. I'm asleep. I'm asleep. Even if it's a fake sleep, I will pretend to sleep until he, like, try to beat my ass. I just, I was afraid of him because Christianity has brewed this thing of hell is a place. Literally. Listen. And they will beat your ass down there. And I don't want to get banked. Not by the hell priest. He, I don't know about that. Not by the squad. Not by the squad. I don't want no part of this. Because he don't even just show up by himself. He show up with his backup dancers. Get your ass. Bruh, he show up like a fucking group. He show up like BTS. And they got fucking dancers. And they're like, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. You called us, we came. Open the box. Now the chain's coming through and wrapping around your legs and whooping your ass. I, no. No. Not for me. Not for me. Let us let us tell the people where they can find you and Girl That Scary online because we forgot to do that because we got into this because it's Hellraiser and so there's a lot to get into and we got excited. Listen, well, you can find me um, at Girl That Scary. I mean, I have a personal Twitter, but y'all could just tweet me at Girl That Scary because that's the one I be checking. I barely check my own shit anyway. So at Girl That Scary on Twitter and Instagram, if you got something to say, if you got something to respond to, or you know, you got a better name than Hell Priest. I have not seen the name better than Hell Priest. I've seen a few better than Pinhead, but not better than Hell Hell Priest hits. But I'm still going to call him Pinhead because it's just ingrained. I'm sorry, not sorry. We're here. Yeah, find me a Girl That's Scary everywhere. You can uh, pull up on us, Patreon, backslash Girl That's Scary, www.girlthatscary.com. If you just go into Google and type Girl That's Scary, we going to pop up. Yeah, like if you send for them. <laughs> they, if they you call us, we'll come. <laughs> Listen. <laughs>
So and y'all should do that. Y'all should do that. Open y'all's wallets. They got merch down too. You got merch. I got a T-shirt. It's not on my purse because I got a washer because I lived in her. Oh. <laughs> I got a wash. I got a wash mine too. I was like, damn, I want to do this with the review. Do this review with my shirt on, but yeah. girl, I have not even unpacked from Midsummer Scream yet. So, lol. <laughs> I mean, by the time y'all hear this, I may have unpacked. Don't put constraints on your time. I said Don't. May. Okay. Okay. Because I know that my suitcase, which I didn't get until I got back to town two days later, um, <laughs> is sitting in the corner right now. And some stuff's still in her. And some stuff is not in her. And we're going to figure it out together later this month. Take one thing out every day. Just take one thing out and put it away. Right. I'm using my suitcase as a table right now. And I'm just like, <laughs> stepping over it, putting shakushi boards on it. I'm just like, it's. It's part of the atmosphere now. <laughs> it's just here. It's a fr- piece of furniture right now. It's an end table, actually. Listen, it's exit tables. <laughs> I, but yeah, that is all we have for Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. We're going to be back next week with our season five. Yes, our fifth season starts next week with Blackula, and we're getting Chris Love back on, who y'all might know from our Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. So you know you want to hear what she got to say about Blackula. Yes. Yes. This is the last movie the wheel is going to choose for us this summer. The wheel did us right for the most part. It was a good time. There was chaos. We love chaos. Yeah. We do. If you like Sharknado like me, you love chaos. Listen, <laughs> we've seen some shark movies. <laughs> Sand sharks, two headed shark attack, Santa Jaws, bitch. I just bite. The Requiem? Was it Requiem? That one was terrible. Oh man, I that is one of the worst movies I've seen this year, and it didn't come out this year. And I hate to say that because I like Alicia Silverstone, but I'm like this movie. Who? I don't know what happened. Somebody did something, and she. I don't. Did, was the script not ready? Like, was somebody like? I don't. I need a backstory to understand how this movie came to be, and how she got to be there. Because like, because <laughs> we saw her in the lodge not too long ago, and she was good. Right? And that's why I was like, oh, Alicia's doing it. And I was like, it's a shark movie, though. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my tongue until I see it. And then I, we saw it, and I was like, girl. It's, girl. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it wasn't, you can watch it if you'd like, and you can report back, but I am done with the Requiem forever. I'm done. I'm Gucci. Unless we decide to cover it for whatever reason. I gave it a one star on Letterboxd. I never thought about it again until just now. She is in my rearview mirror. She's okay. in my room. <laughs> the whole Audra McDonald. No, I'm sorry. The whole Audra Day album, Red Flags, Review Mirror, um, all of the songs, all the songs. We broke up. We ain't talking no more. <laughs> Not we broke up. Well, <laughs> off cinema, we got to go. We do. We do. Thank you, Jazz, for co-hosting this episode and bringing all your Hellraiser expertise. Because, again, you are a Hellraiser connoisseur. You are a Hellraiser encyclopedia. Yeah, so, I'm letting y'all know. Y'all don't need to do... I went through that, so you ain't got to go through that. Please be mindful of the movies after the fourth one. Even the fourth one is... Woo! He goes to space. I told y'all ass. I never wanted to see him in space. I'm I'm sad. I have that image in my head. I've never seen the movie, but I, I see I him. I got the DVD. Here. I oh. own that movie. I have physical media of that motherfucker. Three through, like, eight, I have on DVD. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap 